This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hello and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, Delphos, Kansas. 1971 UFO encounter. The first article about this is entitled The 1971 Delphos, Kansas UFO Landing Ring. You can find this on ufocasebook.com. 1971, the Delphos, Kansas UFO Landing Ring. Starts off, it says, A very credible UFO encounter occurred in the small town of Delphos, Kansas, 1971. This case has never been debunked and is still considered as one of the very best physical trace case evidence involving a UFO landing. 16-year-old Ron Johnson, along with his dog Snowball, was tending the family sheep when his attention was suddenly drawn to a mushroom-shaped UFO appearing in the night sky. The flying object, metallic with multicolored lights, was hovering approximately 75 feet away from Ron among some trees. Johnson estimated the craft was only a few feet above the ground. He estimated the craft's diameter at six to eight feet. Stunned by what he was looking at, he tried to get a closer look, but the brilliant luminescence of the craft did not allow him to make out any additional details. Ron described the craft as making a loud sound like an old washing machine which vibrates. The glow of the object's bottom increased as it began to rise up into the sky. Ron would later state that he was temporarily blinded by the brightness of the craft as it ascended. Now, it sounds like this young guy just walked right up on this thing, almost as if it was an arm's length away. And there it was, not that far off the ground, really. He describes this as a mushroom-shaped, luminescent object, almost as if maybe it was one of these shape-shifting type craft where it's just phasing in and out of our dimension. <clears throat> it goes on and says... After he regained his sight and composure, he ran back to the family house to alert his mother and father, Erm and Daryl. The bright, glowing object was now even higher in the sky. Now, if you go to the site, um, ufocasebook.com, and you'll see a picture of the young guy here back in 1971 with his, with his dog. Ron's parents came running around the side of the house to get a glimpse of the unusual phenomena. They arrived just in time to see the object, now big as the full moon, as it disappeared from view. Now think about this. This thing starts off being 8 to 9 feet across. And as it's rising in the sky, you think it would actually appear smaller, but it doesn't. They say that it was now big as the full moon. So it's, it's changing in its size and it's changing in its shape. In fact, it's remarkably increasing in size. The three Johnsons were shocked to see a glowing ring on the ground right below where the craft had hovered. There was also a glowing material on some of the trees nearby. Family members would agree that the ground around the glow felt strange, like a slick crust, as if the soil was crystallized. Ron's mother's fingers went numb like she had been given a local anesthetic after they were sure the craft was not returning, the family settled down for the night. Now, in other accounts, we see that his mother reached out and touched this glowing substance, whatever it was. 
When dawn broke the next day, the family immediately returned to the site of the glowing ring, and to their surprise, it was still there. The inside and outside of the ring was damp from a rain shower, but the exterior of the ring was amazingly dry. The ring had a crusty appearance as though the rain had simply ran off, leaving it bone dry. So something obviously happened here as the soil was affected by this UFO. Slightly over a month later, slightly over a month later, after a snowfall, the white ice had melted both inside and outside of the ring, but the ring itself maintained the snow drift. Investigators experimented with the ring by removing snow from a section of it and pouring water on the exposed part. The soil would not allow the water to pass through. So here we have this ring left behind by this UFO, which has clearly produced a hard crust that even the water can't flow through. Something definitely happened. The Johnsons told their story to the local newspaper, the Delphos Republican, Reporter Thaddeus Smith, along with several members of her family, were back out with the Johnsons to see the site of the UFO landing and the strange thing Smith's report was as follows. The circle was still very distinct and plain to see. The soil was dried and crusted. The circle or ring was approximately 8 feet across. The center of the ring and outside area were still muddy from recent rains. The area of the ring was dried was about a foot across and was very light in color. So it sounds like this UFO, whatever it was, left a ring below it about the same diameter as the UFO craft that the young man had described. The object had crushed a dead tree to the ground, either when it landed or took off, and from appearance had broken a limb off a live tree when it landed. The broken limb was most unusual. It would snap and break as though it had been dead for quite some time. Yet it was green under the bark, and the upper area still had green leaves clinging to its branches. Well, this shows us that whatever this thing was, it was solid because it broke this tree branch and crushed another branch. It must have been incredibly heavy, or it was exerting an incredible force. Secondly, it didn't just break it. It almost as if it has just drawn the moisture out of this tree branch because they describe how it cracks and breaks like a dead branch. So this is another interaction with the UFO that's going on here. It goes on, it says, However, the area looked as though it had been blistered and had a whitish cast. Later the same day, Sheriff Enloe under Sheriff Harlan Inlow and Kansas State Highway Patrolman Kenneth Yeager investigated the ring after being alerted to the facts of the case by Thaddeus Smith. Harlan Inlow filed this report. We observed a ring shape somewhat like a donut with a hole in the middle of the ring, was completely dry with a hole in the middle on the outside of the ring, mud. There were limbs broken from a tree and a dead tree broken off there. There was a slight discoloration on the tree. So we have testimony from the sheriff, a law enforcement agent that came out and also expected the scene. Further experimentation showed the ground under the ring to be dry to a depth of one foot. The ring itself was composed of a whitish substance which was sent to the laboratory for analysis. The findings were as follows. It was resolved, in, it was resolved into fibers which was vegetable in nature and belonged to an organism of the order of antibiotics. 
chylates, which is an in intermediate organism between bacteria and fungus, family in Encentomycete genus Nordicata and is often found together with a fungus of order of Basaminocytes, okay, anyway, which may fluoresce under certain conditions. One possible interpretation is that high energy simulation triggered the spectacular growth of the Nocardia and of an existing fungus and caused the latter the latter to fluorescence. In other words, this thing was putting out so much energy that it caused a fungus, just a spectacular fungus growth in the soil, which happened to be fluorescent. There will also be another witness to corroborate Johnson's account of the UFO, Sheriff Inlow told the press. On 11-3-71, Mr. Lester Innsberger of 416 Argyle in St. Minneapolis advised Deputy Sheriff Leonard Simpson that at approximately 7.30 p.m., he had observed a bright light descending in the sky in the Delphos area. The experience of Ron Johnson is still considered as one of the best documented ground trace UFO cases of the past century and is still unexplainable by many by any conventional or earthly means. You can also go on to um, the blackvault.com uh, and they they also had um, they also have some uh, information on there about about um, what what the makeup was of the soil back in 1971 they did the original um, soil analysis of this, and then he went back in 1999, again, this again is found on theblackvault.com, and they did a follow-up soil analysis, and they found the same thing. And it it looks very much like this soil was exposed to some type of high-energy force, which caused this chain reaction that produced a fluorescent fungi. Now, from what I've been able to find online, since this instance has occurred many years later, uh, the the young man is there now today. He he's growing up, of course, now and farms that area. And they actually went in and covered up um, this fluorescent ring because there were so many people that wanted to come by and see it. All in all, though, this is probably one of the one of the most um, intriguing cases of a UFO encounter where evidence was was left at the scene. You had. Uh, Three witnesses of the family, the mother, the father, the son. You also had the sheriff who came out and investigated afterwards. And you had a fourth person, unrelated, who saw the UFO from a uh, much further distance away. Secondly, the UFO left quite a bit of evidence behind as it, as I say, it crushed a tree. And not only that, but it broke a tree branch off as it was settling down. This tells us it was a physical object. And even though it was a physical object which had apparently had a quite a bit of mass to it, the size and shape of this object was changing the whole time they were viewing it. It went from being a mushroom shape to almost, it sounds like a disc shaped of eight or nine feet in diameter, to by the time the parents got out, it had begun to um, raise up into the atmosphere quite a bit, and they described it as being the size of the moon, which means it would have been significantly larger than what it was when the young man first spotted it. Secondly, it left all this powdery white substance around it. And as we know, the mother reached down and she touched the stuff, and she had an immediate physical reaction to it. She talked about how she had pain and numbness in her, in her hands, from what I've read, for the rest of her life. So this thing uh, 
must have had some sort of toxicity to it. Now, as far as I know, it was never, it, if it was tested for radiation, radiation never showed up, but it did have this fluorescence quality to it. And in both the soil sample testings, it seems to be traced back to some sort of uh, fungus that's talked about that is known to man. It's almost like a fertilizer, but it would have only occurred if it had had a lot of energy applied to it. This is not something that would have just happened on its own. And that's why it's so interesting that the ring, this eight-foot ring that was left behind the UFO, seems to mirror the actual size and shape of the UFO as, as uh, Ronnie saw it. And as far as I've been able to read, the soil samples are still contaminated with the stuff to this day. So they did the original soil sample in 1971. They went back in 1999 and found the same thing. So this is, to my mind, one of the most uh, valid examples of a of an actual UFO encountered at close dif- encountered at close distance, viewed by multiple people, and which left physical evidence behind that was inspected by, uh, I guess you could say, an authority figure, the local sheriff, and verified. It's a very fascinating case, a Delphos UFO encounter of 1971. Definitely check it out. Until next time, this is UFO Warning, over and out.